Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get started here, and we're going to get into a juicy bit of information about something to do with Bishop Strickland. Bishop, Bishop, I can't even speak. Bishop Strickland. Goodness, my mouth is tired from all this uh, audio narrating I'm doing for a book. And uh, yeah. Anyway, here is Queen of Victory Rosaries, which is a sponsor for this show. And I want to show you her Etsy shop. Um, her stuff is great. She actually just sent me a uh, 15 decade rosary that is custom made with the dates for our children's uh, baptisms or, and their birthdays and that sort of thing on it and it's absolutely wonderful you can uh, check out her shop by clicking the link in the description to this video and you can see there are everything from sort of really high-end gift sets like this wedding gift set which is uh, a wonderful thing to give somebody for their wedding. Look at that, his and hers, so beautiful. Um, and these are all handmade, I should add. And um, you can also look at uh, the Stations of the Cross, the 15 decorated rosaries, as I said, the St. Michael Chaplet, rosary keychains, everything. And some people don't like using Etsy. And I understand that. Like sometimes people reach out to me and they don't like using Amazon. Okay, fine. You can actually use the contact through this Etsy shop and you can contact her directly and she will sort out your problems. I hope that's helpful. So click the link in the description. Also, if you buy something from her and there's any general wear and tear that results in it breaking, send it back and they'll fix it up for you. So enjoy the show. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Another day at the office, another crazy rumor or accusation spreading about Bishop Strickland. We're going to go through quickly here a tweet by the poor man's George Weigel, that is the biographer for Pope Francis, Austin Ivory, or is it Ivory? I'm not sure. He tweeted that Bishop Strickland is not only a big, what do they say in the movie Elf? Cotton-headed ninny-muggins? Cotton-headed ninny-muggins? <laughs> uh, not only is he a cotton-headed ninny-muggins, my goodness, and a big meanie poo-poo head, but he is also an accessory to homicide. You have heard that correctly. Bishop Strickland is apparently responsible for the death of many Catholics in his diocese because of his anti-jab stance. We're going to go over that real quickly here. I hope you're enjoying this show. I really do. If you do want to help support me continue these endeavors, thank you to all those who have so far. There are two ways to do that. The first is to sign up for YouTube memberships, which you can easily do uh, through the YouTube platform. It's pretty simple. The second way to do it is to click the link in the description area of this recording, this podcast, this video, and sign up for my Substack. Even if you're someone who isn't really into reading articles, don't worry, the premium articles that I will post there on the Substack will be narrated. So you get your money's worth in that sense. Also, Substack is a platform that doesn't censor conservatives. It doesn't kick people off like Patreon, which is why I'm trying to migrate over there. And uh, it's a really great platform, and I think it's a good place to be. And all the content that I will have here, I will be putting up on the Substack as well um, in some way, or at least or at least notifying you of it there. It gets you on an email list. You know what's going on. And it's a way to support me without having to give money to a woke, woke corporation, which I think we can all get on board with. Okay, enough of that. Back to the show. This is an article. Well, I'm not going to read the whole article, but I just finished writing something for Crisis that'll be submitted. And... Here's what happened. This fellow named Rich Rejo, who calls himself a Catholic theologian, he cited the Pendergon of Sanity and Virtue, Rachel Maddow. You know Rachel Maddow. She's on 
well, maybe you don't know her because you're lucky. I have actually never watched her, but I know that she does exist and she is some sort of leftist communist commentator on, I think, MSNBC or whatever channel it is. And this fellow, Rich Rejo, uh, Rich Rejo, Rao, Rejo, he tweeted that Bishop Strickland called for an overthrow of the 2020 presidential election. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, does this mean that this man is publicly accusing the good bishop of calling for an act of civil usurpation and an overthrow of the governmental system of the United States? Well, it seems that he's at least implying it. So not only is Bishop Strickland a cotton-headed ninny-muggins, a big old meanie who likes a Latin mass and has the clarity of mind to call a spade a spade when it comes to Pope Francis, but he is also apparently a leader of an insurrectionist movement, hell-bent on a revolution that would shake the United States to the core. Wow. Move over, Mussolini. Strickland is here to outdo your march on Rome and lead his own march on Washington with a bunch of gun-toting Texans. Now, as an aside, I do find it amazing that people with this level of cognitive dissonance are allowed to obtain a driver's license, let alone vote in an election. An election that apparently Bishop Strickland is more than willing to overthrow with a militia. In any case, if you thought that was crazy, wait till you see what Austin Ivory said. He tweeted the following by quote-tweeting this post from Rich Rejo. He said, Plus, Bishop Strickland's letters, pastoral letters, opposing the COVID vaccines as unethical, despite the Vatican making it clear it was right to use them. I should pause here. When people say things like, the Vatican said, that's not actually a statement. The Vatican is a location, and there are various congregations, commissions, and dicasteries, and so forth, within the governing body of the Vatican, who say things in official promulgations. To say, the Vatican said, is like saying, the government said. Well, which was it? Was it the House of Commons? Was it the Prime Minister? Was it a backbencher? Was it a shadow cabinet? Was it the caucus? Was it a recommendation to Parliament? Etc., etc., etc. You know what I'm saying here. But he said, Bishop Strickland's comments that were against the Vatican saying, they had consequences. According to Ivory, a priest of Tyler told him that in his mostly migrant parish, oh, poor migrants, we're going to get to that in a sec, many families suffered deaths as a result of obeying their bishop. Well, my friends, as the kids like to say today, that tweet was wildin'. Let us break down this fit of mental, mental instability for just a moment. Now, leave aside the whole debate about the COVID thing. Don't worry, YouTube. We're not telling people whether they should or should not get vaccinated. Please don't take my channel down. But leave that aside for just a second. Did Bishop Strickland actually say anything like forbidding his flock from getting a vaccine? And we're assuming here, let's just assume for a second, that the vaccine was effective. I can neither confirm nor deny whether I believe that. But let's just assume for a second that the vaccine was effective. Ivory makes no distinctions and gives no context to what Strickland actually said. In November 2020, he tweeted the following. He said, The Moderna vaccine is not morally produced. Unborn children died in abortions and their bodies were used as laboratory specimens. He went on to say, I urge all who believe in the sanctity of life to reject the vaccine which has been produced immorally. Bishop Strickland is just telling the truth. Whether or not the vaccine was produced in a direct way or an indirect way through testing and so forth, where it did have some sort of cooperation with something immoral such as abortion, which is the case in these vaccines, 
And the Vatican, the Vatican, the Vatican, that speaks for itself, according to Austin Ivory, the Vatican made this very clear in their promo, in their publications from the various, whatever, departments, talking about could a Catholic take this or that vaccine, even if there is a, you know, link to some sort of uh, unethical beginnings or in the production process or in the testing process, whatever. The Vatican acknowledged that that is what has happened with these vaccines. And according to Catholic moral theology, again, I'm not saying take it or don't take it. I'm, just let me get this through here. Please don't. I'm not saying more than I'm saying, okay? But the Vatican admits that that's the case and that according to Catholic moral theology, there exist scenarios wherein someone could take a vaccine um, or any medication for that matter if there was an unethical lineage in some capacity. And that is, again, we're not getting into that here, but that is just the basic moral theology. The example that I use in this piece I wrote for Crisis is, listen, in Canada, it is impossible to uh, get a, a rabies shot. And I know the rabies, I don't think the rabies shot's a vaccine. It's a, is it a prophylactic? Whatever. It's an injection. There doesn't exist a moral option here. You can't go into the hospital when you got bit by a rabid Canadian raccoon, probably you probably got rabies from the high inflation rates and high gas prices. But you can't, uh, you can't find a moral one. It doesn't exist. You're not going to get it to the hospital. They don't, anyway, and you don't have time. Let's just say it was possible and they could order it from Japan or something like that. It's not going to happen. You're going to die of rabies. In that case, you can take the shot. This is something I think even the most hardline skeptics on vaccines would agree with. If you don't agree, that's fine. I'm just saying the church would say that that's fine. Okay? It's the idea, can you use you know, five bucks that was stolen from somebody if you're hungry to buy a sandwich. Well, you can. Now, that's more grave in the situation with these vaccines, but I'm just using the logic of it here. Now, um, so there's a distinction that he did not make. And then, as I said, Strickland said, I urge all who believe in the sanctity of life to reject a vaccine that has been produced immorally. That's his opinion. You may disagree with his opinion, but it is simply opinion that is common amongst many bishops. There were others besides Strickland. I was looking at another Texas bishop who said something similar, although with more kind of muted tone in his in his rhetoric, but he said something like, you know, we all want to be safe, but at the same time, we can't be a part of this nonsense, okay? And this is, this is something that many Catholic prelates and Catholic faithful hold. This is totally fine with Catholic moral theology. Did Bishop Strickland say, did Bishop Strickland say that you are excommunicated, that you are forbidden, that you are et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? He did not. He did not say that because Bishop Strickland knows the teachings of the Catholic Church. Um... And there's no record, for example, of Strickland saying that you can't take a COVID jab that is ethical. Again, put aside all the arguments about vaccines as such. I'm not saying one way or the other. Put aside the arguments about whether or not this particular vaccine was effective or wasn't or was dangerous or wasn't. Or, that's just, that's not what we're talking about here. But there was a vaccine, the Novavax jab, I think. And I haven't looked it up in a while, so don't shoot me if, if I'm wrong. But I remember, I remember reading something in some Christian publication that it was ethical insofar as it didn't have any links to the abortion industry. Uh, it was just sort of produced like a good old vaccine, if that makes sense. Again, I'm not talking about the actual mechanism of how it worked. I'm just saying that's the production process. Strickland didn't say you can't get that. He just said what many bishops would say, many Catholics would say. You should reject the culture of death. That's just basic Catholicism. So that's the first part of Austin Ivory's misinformation here. But he wasn't content in just simply spreading misinformation about Strickland's vaccine comments. He wanted to go a step further, and he wanted to impugn 
Bishop Strickland uh, with the consequences of not taking the abortion-tainted jab in his mind. So apparently, there was a priest, unnamed, in, I wonder if it's the same priest in the Tyler Diocese that uses a dog during Mass that we just found out about. Um, maybe it was him. But an unnamed priest in Tyler told Ivory that, quote-unquote, many families in his mostly, quote-unquote, migrant parish died as a result of their obedience to their bishop. What is the insinuation here? The insinuation is that these poor migrant families who out of their unyielding obedience to their bishop were dropping like flies because they didn't take the jab. Now, again, leave aside the unproven nature of this claim and the massive logical leaps needed to make such a claim. I would like to say thank you to Ivory for encouraging the faithful to think twice about obeying their bishop. Ivory has given us a perfect example of how the faithful can in good conscience obey, or excuse me, disobey their bishop when their health is at risk, demonstrating that when we are not speaking on faith or morals, Catholics are free to think critically about whether they should or should not obey their bishops. Of course, Ivory's comments on the matter are insane and unsubstantiated, but I applaud his inadvertent example of how one can rightfully disobey a bishop. Who knows? Maybe I'll see Ivory at an SSPX chapel the next time I'm on the road. Don't count on it, but anyway. Um, you know, God did use a, a, a jackass, which is a donkey, right? He did use a jackass to prophesy in the Old Testament. Well, he can speak some truth through, through Austin Ivory if it's, uh, if it's needed. In any case... Did you notice that Ivory slipped in the word migrant for a little extra oomph? Of course, he did not say that migrants died, and again, this is not substantiated, we're just going off of what he said, and only insinuated without evidence that Catholics from a parish with migrants died. Um, is this a parish of a thousand people? Does many migrants mean 20 people, 25? Did they all die? What does many mean? One or two, two or three. Again, these are not substantiated. We're just picking apart this thing. But we all know why he said migrant. You see, this makes Strickland not only look like an accessory to murder, but a racist at that. This, of course, is patently absurd, as Bishop Strickland is fluent in Spanish and has appeared on numerous Latino Catholic podcasts. Now, you know, if you're listening to this, that Austin Ivory is not worthy or sorry, well, not worthy, not trustworthy, and is capable of such shenanigans. But I must say, even for the Pope's planer in, in chief, it is a bit surprising for him to insinuate that the good bishop is somehow responsible, even if remotely, and you can insert a remote cooperation vaccine joke there if you want, for the death of members of his flock. Let this be a warning. The enemies of Strickland will literally call you a murderer if you don't get with the program. Now, uh, his partner in stupidity, Rich Rejo, he did quote tweet Ivory's tweet. It's since been deleted. I searched, I saw it yesterday. I should have screenshotted it, but God is my witness. Uh, he did say something like, Bishop Strickland has blood on his hands. So if Ivory, and he did he deleted the tweet. I checked the archive. It's not there. But if uh, if Ivory was only insinuating it, insinuating it, Rich Rejo had no problem saying, at least for a time, that Bishop Strickland did have blood on his hands. I think both of these gentlemen should probably go to confession as they're both basically insinuating that the bishop is a murderer, which is probably not a good thing to say when it's not true. I think the sin of calumny and detraction comes to mind. In any case, this is where we're at. If you don't get with the program, 
if you don't get with the new springtime, you might be a murderer. Did you know that? Did you know that you were a murderer because you believed in the pro-life position when it came to vaccines? Did you know you're a murderer? So because you actually don't want to take part in something where there is the loss of innocent life, you yourself are actually guilty of the loss of innocent life. Do you see how leftist logic works here? Do you see how Pope-splainer logic works here? You see, there's a disease of mind that is necessary to be a Pope-splainer. Um, it's very sad, um, but essentially, you basically have to be something like, uh, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, where you start to love your, you, you as a captive, you, you start to love the person who kidnapped you. And uh, this seems to be what's going on here. So if you uh, say that Bishop Strickland was good and just reiterating sort of perennial Catholic wisdom on something like that, that means that you're literally a murderer because he doesn't want you to take part in something where an innocent person does lose his life, his or her life, through the process that is, that is done in this, in this situation. Amazing. If you don't like the vaccine, you're a murderer. And if you're a bishop who spoke on pro-life issues about it, you're a murderer. And if you support Donald Trump as a bishop, then you're also someone who is an insurrectionist and wants to take over the United States. Amazing. Even for Pope's planners, this is pretty far. As always, ladies and gentlemen, let me know what you think in the comments. This has been the Kennedy Report. Until next time, God bless.